You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we'll get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? This episode, meet Jonathan Olson. He got a Peloton a few years ago, and like most people, he started out doing a couple workouts a week. Now, if you haven't heard of Peloton, it's a brand of stationary bike that has built-in features that allow you to join live cycling events. So, Even though you're riding your bike alone in your home, you're with thousands of other Peloton riders at the same time. This strong community is what got Jonathan hooked. He now rides every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And get this, he recently spent the weekend on his Peloton doing what's called a Pelo Fondo, and he was able to log over 600 miles. 600 miles in a weekend. Amazing. He has an interesting story that might give you a little bit of motivation. So here's my interview with Jonathan. All right. I would like to welcome Jonathan Olson to the podcast. Hey, Jonathan. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Good. So um, I'm sure that you know that this is a uh, like bicycle adventure podcast. And today's topic is really interesting to me because it's kind of an area that is a bit gray to me. And that's the whole world of Peloton. So I appreciate you coming on today to um, talk about Peloton and your story. And um, I think listeners are going to be pretty... Um, I don't know, motivated maybe is the right word, but it, at least entertained. So I appreciate you coming on. Sure, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, I already said it, but uh, we're on to talk a little bit about Peloton. And for those who don't know what Peloton is, it's basically a form of indoor cycling. It's a specific bike that you purchased and the brand is called Peloton. So I know there's many people out there that ride their bikes indoor, especially in the wintertime, whether it's on rollers or on a trainer. Um, So Peloton is just one other way of cycling indoors. Um, But I'm thinking if I did my research correctly that you also use an outdoor bike. So you bike both indoors on Peloton, but also outdoors. Is that true? That's correct. Yep. Okay. So before we get into the world of indoor cycling, do you want to tell the listeners where you live and maybe describe if there's a cycling culture there? There absolutely is. I live in uh, northern Illinois. I'm about 50 to 60 miles west of Chicago. Oh, okay. And we have lots of trails um, mixed with kind of a crushed limestone trail to asphalt trails. And then we have a lot of road cyclists as well. And those paths will take you all the way way up in Wisconsin and they'll take you all the way down to the end of Illinois pretty much. Mm. So hundreds and hundreds of miles, pretty, um, you would think Illinois would be flat, but surprisingly there's a lot of hills and a lot of, um, 12 to 15 degree grades that kind of, yeah, 
kind of make it challenging. We ride outside as much as we can. Obviously, the winters here get pretty cold, mm -hmm. so then we bring out the fat tires, yeah, reduce the speed go. a little bit, yep. get warmed up. Um, but yeah, I mean, as as far as outdoor adventures, I'm out I'm outside as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, you're in Illinois. I'm in Iowa, so I'm assuming that our um, the seasons are really similar and weather's really similar. So are you into uh, like endurance riding, gravel riding, or are you more of a commuter when it comes to outdoor cycling? Currently, I kind of transposed into more of a road cyclist and a commuter. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, um, I was obviously more into the adventure and I was gravel, downhill, mountain biking, but, you know, as time rolls on and you hit a few trees, you kind of start liking <laughs> the uh, the smoother rides yes. a little better. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm a commuter and I live not too far away from work. I'd say, you know, different routes will give me different rides, but the shortest route I, is like five miles okay. and the longest route on average is like 20 miles. So I'll try to ride my bike as much as I can, um, to work, mm -hmm. to commute. And I don't have the exact miles for you, but last year I, I don't think I drove a car more than 2000 miles for, you know, the months that allowed me to ride a bicycle. So I was pretty that's, proud of myself. Yeah. That's amazing. And yeah. commuting, I don't, I don't get to commute anymore because my office is in my home, but, um, the act of commuting, once you get into the habit, you know, once you're on your bike and getting on your way to work, to me, it was no big deal. And as your workday goes on, you quickly forget that you've already been on your bike five or eight miles that morning. And then for me, it was a huge like stress release when you get off work that you get to just like kind of meander your way home and look at, uh, for me, it was like farm fields and um, cows and be out in nature instead of worrying about traffic. So I oh, loved yeah. commuting. Yeah, me too. I mean, just like you said, it's the first few times it's always hard getting into the habit, but once you, once you get a couple of weeks behind you, it's just, you just clip in and, and go and you don't think about it, you yeah. know, because once you start thinking about it, you procrastinate and then you're like, Oh, it's too cold. It's too windy. But yeah, if you just clip in and, and start riding, nine times out of 10, when you get to your destination, you're happy you did. You're like, oh, wow, that was a great ride. You I know, would agree. I got fresh air. You know, it wasn't that bad. You know, it's, it's just, it's just turn, makes the day so much better. Yes. Yes. In my opinion. Yes, I agree. Um, so looking at Illinois, I have done quite a few rides just across the border from Iowa. So I know that area really well. And then I did my league certified instructor training in the heart of Chicago. So I got to experience that as well. But do you have any like favorite places that you ride a bike? Yeah. So once a year, my dad and I, um, we participate in the ride across Wisconsin. Oh, raw, event. right? Yep. Oh. yep the raw ride. And uh, this would be, this year would be our sixth time, I believe. The, the whole route is 225 miles. And it's, and for most people, we it's... We do it in one day. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it's meant to be done in one day, correct? Yep. Wow. Yep. 
but over the years they've changed the routes a little bit and um last year was actually a big shocker for us because i would say oh geez i'd say about 50 percent of the ride was on on gravel oh and of course we had not very good luck with the weather because it, it like downpoured the day before so all the trails were just super muddy mm. and, and wet and then as we as the ride started it kind of rained and drizzled throughout that day and it was cold and this was in august but mm. for whatever reason that the weather was just super cold yeah so we made it to about 175 miles and we called it because it was like already four o'clock it was still raining and we we're freezing cold and it was just like uh i think i think we're good <laughs> <laughs> the, so we the bagged fun, it the fun factor had been eliminated <laughs> yeah well plus we had we still had like 50, uh, i think it was like 50 miles of trails to go and it was getting dark and there were people wiping out all over the you know all throughout the day just big mass pileups and you know bloody elbows and it's just like oh, okay it's just we're gonna call it <laughs> i have a group so. of friends that did raw this you know the exact same ride that you're speaking of and they called it as well i think they had you know 50 or 60 miles to go and uh several of the people in that group woke up the next morning went back on the trail to finish it because they had that, you know, sinking feeling of, I got to say that I did all of raw. <laughs> I know we actually, it's funny because we did the same thing. We, we didn't finish, but we talked about it for a while to go back yeah. that next day, clip back in. Cause we're like, man, we we're so close with, you know, it was just another 75 miles and we would have been done. Yeah. 75 miles sounds like a lot, but when you're doing 225, it's, you know, really not right it's like, but when it's freezing cold and muddy and gross that 75 miles uh, is a long ways <laughs> geez, that's you know that's the mental part yes yeah you know? i mean a lot of people it's like oh it's physically hard yes but the mental part is another challenge yeah it's like you know here it's in august so we're trying to get acclimated with heat exhaustion you know throughout the summer and you know not really getting prepared for being cold right yeah that's not the expectation for august right yeah. so we were just in a shock and we're yeah. just like oh it's just not worth it <laughs> hopefully this year we have a nice tailwind and 70 degrees and perfect yep sounds yeah. sounds perfect i know so speaking of the whole you know mental state and um you know when you do endurance and and whether or not you think so i definitely consider raw an endurance ride because you're doing you know, hundreds of miles in one day. I think mm -hmm. that's a great segue into getting into the indoor cycling. And because uh, I think for me, um, I have an indoor trainer. I do more of Zwift, which is, you know, kind of a, I don't know what you would call that, a virtual gaming system. Yeah. That where you ride your bike, um, different than Peloton, but there are many similarities. And it's definitely a mental game when you're sitting, you know, you're not exploring the community or on a trail you're literally in your living room or in your garage or in your basement on a bike so right. let's a get bike that goes nowhere yeah a bike <laughs> that goes nowhere so let's get into like the whole indoor riding and um you know peloton hasn't been around forever so do you kind of recall maybe how you got into peloton 
Yeah, so uh, I was riding outside, and then in 2019, I got the Peloton as a gift from my dad. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I got something to do in the wintertime. And, you know, I was doing a couple rides, and it felt good, and, you know, it's good exercise. And then all of a sudden, you, you get it linked up with your Facebook account or mm. a social media account. And then within that, you have a whole community, which is, that's how Peloton is so popular is because once you get involved with the communities, um, it's kind of like a, like a whole different family, kind of like sports, you know, so and you'll have, you'll have, uh, challenges that they offer, um, like the power zone pack challenge. And, and then they make other challenges on Facebook that make certain graphs and and uh like a half pipe challenge or all that stuff which is basically just a series of rides and then when you link them all together the the duration of the ride or your your total output of that ride accumulated all together will make a certain graph and people enjoy viewing that it's like a reward yeah it's like a, you know it's a goal for them to achieve so, so. can we go um i just want to go really basic with what peloton is quickly you know obviously we already mentioned it's a stationary bike that sits you know in one spot in your home mm -hmm. and then um and now i'm basing it on tv commercials but it you have a, a computer screen kind of in the in the bike right yeah it's so, attached to the bike it's like so, a big tablet okay so then if you're actually riding the bike can you ride on your own or are you riding as part of a class? No, you can ride on your own. They okay. have, they have different levels. You can do, they have scenic rides where you can just say, I'm going to go ride Huntington, Huntington beach. Oh, okay. Know? And I don't know how long those trails go, but I think you can ride them for a really long time okay. and it's a visual. So you're, it's kind of like you're pedaling and you see the screen moving as you pedal ah. and you can kind of like look at all the different sceneries and, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, they, they also have an option where you can just say, I just want to ride the bike and it'll be a black screen with a timer, your, your, you know, your power, mm -hmm. your cadence, all that heart rate. And you can just, you know, have a TV on instead and just do that. Okay. And then when you do like the classes, because I have I have many, many friends who are Peloton junkies and, you know, they're always excited when they get shout outs by the instructor or if oh, they yeah. get to a certain <laughs> level of classes. So do you want to speak about that uh, briefly? Yeah. So they have on demand rides, which you don't you won't get any shout outs because those are just like watching recorded TV, mm -hmm. but you're you're interactive with it. So when they call out a zone, a zone three or, you know, a certain cadence, you hit it and you can see it on the screen. Okay. And the big, the big thing is the live rides. So they have a schedule and when they host a live ride, say at like nine in the morning, it, you basically tap on the screen and you join the live ride and it's, it's a live feed. It's like you're, you're giving people high fives on the screen. Oh, okay. And and they can receive them, and then they give them back to you. So it's an interaction with all the riders. Mm -hmm. So if there's two thousand riders on that on that live ride, you can sit there and high five, you know, all your followers or all the people in in certain uh, 
and groups and stuff like that. And then, yeah, if it's your uh, like 1,000th ride or 2,000th ride, a lot of the times the instructors will call your name out and congratulate you and nice. say, you know, yeah, congratulations. This is, you know, so-and-so's 2,000th ride. And when that happens, you know, people record it, they post it on Facebook. Right. And then, then you get more people high-fiving you and telling you congratulations. So it just, it just goes further than just the bike. You know, it, it goes into your actual life. And, and these people will travel, you know, from New York to California to meet each other and create friends and groups. And it's, it's, a, it's a great, great adventure to join. Oh, sure. for sure. Yeah. And so you, you know, your father buys you a Peloton. You started mm-hmm. out with like, oh, I'm going to, you know, just get fit and ride this occasionally. Mm-hmm. At some point, your mind clicked that this was much more than just a casual fitness form, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what they do is they have a, they show you a calendar, like a month view. And every day you, you do a ride, you get a, a blue check mark. So, you know, at first you're like, oh, I got a blue check mark. And then you got, you know, you got another blue check mark. And then all of a sudden you get like, oh, I'm on a 10 day streak. Yeah, I got to keep going. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, okay, I don't want to keep, I don't want to break my streak. So I'm going to just keep going. Next thing you know, you got a full month. And then, you know, you've never missed a ride in a year. And it's it's like, oh, my gosh, it's addicting, you know. So it's kind of cool because it's like you don't have to, you don't have to kill yourself to get that blue dot. You can just clip in and do a 15 minute cool down ride with us, which basically is just like a zone one, zone two, because mm-hmm. Zwift has zones, right? Yes. Yep. Like you're, yeah. So you can just, you know, get your heart rate at a, a zone one or a zone two and just spin the legs out after work. If mm-hmm. you've been sitting in the chair all day and, and you got your blue check mark, you know, so that part is is very addicting and it makes you feel good that you you did something for yourself yeah you know you took you took some time out and you're like you know what i'm just gonna take 20 minutes i'm gonna just spin my legs get my heart rate up a little bit get a little sweat and then i'm done yeah and you know a 20 minute easy ride even a 15 minute is you know it beats sitting on the couch watching tv for half an hour so yeah well like i said it's just a psyche thing it's like yeah you, you finish you you finish something yeah, yeah. Sometimes at work, you don't get to finish your projects, you know, they get pushed aside, or you get interrupted or something like that. So the Peloton just gives you a chance to finish a mission, you mm-hmm. know, so like, I'm going to just take 20 minutes, I'm going to finish this timer starts, timer stops, I got my check mark, it's done. Yeah. You know? It's, it's amazing how much better you feel when that is applied. And then, of course, they go further with it now, and they do meditation classes and yoga classes, and, you know, they kind of took it to the whole next level, Mm -hmm. which is, it's really great, you know. So you just turn the screen around, you can pick whatever class you want. They have, I think they have dance classes now and all sorts of stuff. Nice. Cool. So, okay, and speaking of different things that you can do, there's also something called, I believe, a Pelofonda? Pelofondo? Yeah, Pelofondo. Okay. And that was created, I want to say, in 2019 as well, 2020. So it's fairly new. 
And Pelafondo is a great challenge for yourself. And it occurs at like basically every other month. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is no minimum uh, miles or effort. It's whatever you want to do. So if you want to do 10 miles for one day or 10 miles for two days, that's up to you. And it's, it's always an option to do Saturday or Sunday, or you can just do Saturday or just Sunday. And another thing that's nice about it is say you did 25, you pledged for 25 miles, mm-hmm. right? And you did your 25 miles on Saturday and you felt really good still. And you're like, you know what? I have time. I'm going to do another 10 miles and make it 35 miles. You can go ahead and change that. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's there's no limit. So that's what I love about it. And that's how I obviously accumulate my miles to so many because I always go by how I feel. Mm -hmm. I always say, I'm just going to do 100 miles for the weekend and just go at that. And then, you know, after I get 100 miles, I'll just be like, okay, you know, my boys are... Yeah. How do I feel? I feel good. You know, I have no health issues. I'm, I'm happy to be down here. I'm not making myself, you know, it's, it's my choice to be down here. Mm -hmm. I'm not making myself do it. And I'm just going to do another, you know, two hours or three hours. doesn't matter how many miles, it's just whatever. And then before you know it, you know, you got 600 miles. (laughs) I was just going to (laughs) say, when are you going to tell the listeners exactly how many miles you did um, at a Pelofondo? Yeah, that was, uh, so I kind of grew into it. I didn't just jump into it, say, you know, I'm going to do 625 miles. All the, the, I've been doing Pelofondo since 2020 and they've always been pretty big. 225, 300, you know, 400, stuff like that. Um, the 625, it happened just like I described earlier. It was cold month. It was raining out. The whole weekend was yuck. I have two boys I raise and, um, they were, they're older, but they were busy. The house was empty and I'm just like, I'm just going to ride. Yeah. I had no plan. Um, and I just clipped in and just kept riding and I didn't push myself. That's, that's another big thing is like, you can't go at it on day one and just try to, you know, max out be zone four because you're not going to make it on day two. Right. Plus it's probably not as enjoyable. It's not. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to make yourself miserable. So, you know, as time goes on, it's, I I clip. Oh, and that's another thing is when I do these big, big, uh, big rides is I usually clip in at 11 at night or midnight, let's say, because that's the only way to get the time needed to do these huge. Wait, so you're, so you're saying like at midnight is when you will start your ride. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll clip in, I'll clip in at midnight of the group of us. We'll clip in at like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. on Friday on Friday night because that's Eastern time, midnight, and we'll start there and uh, we'll ride for as long as you can. By the time it's seven in the morning and the sun's just coming up, you already got. If you're if you're doing good, you got six hours of 
of time on your belt. Wow. So, okay. So let's just say that you, well, I don't know, you probably did, but if you go that, you know, first six hours, are you getting off the bike and like walking around or taking a break or sleeping? Um, no, I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> usually these, usually these weekends, my sleep is my watch, my Garmin watch will call me. I'm, I'm very poor and I need to take <laughs> yes. a 30 day recovery. <laughs> But um, I break, but I try not to break no longer than 15 minutes uh, because obviously when your legs stop and if you break long enough, your amino acids and the lactic acid and all that stuff starts building up in your, in your muscles. And once you start pedaling again, it's very hard on your system to get that right. flushed out. Yeah. You know? So 15 minutes are my little breaks. So it's usually every two hours, hour, like every 90 minutes, I'll take a 15 minute break, refill my water bottle, you know, maybe get a, grab a banana, apple, try to keep the sugars natural. And then I call them like my blocks. My blocks are like typically a hundred miles or five, every five hours. I'll have a, a bit, a bigger rest, which is like 45 minutes, mm. you know? So basically like a lunch or a breakfast, I'll, I'll try to sit down, I'll do a stretch, I'll consume lots of fluids, fruits, mm -hmm. um, peanut butters, you know, stuff like that. And I'm then, trying to uh, think, you know, I'm sure you know this because you seem like somebody that probably documents a lot, but the amount of calories that you would burn. Yeah. It's probably it's a lot. crazy. It's like uh, 35,000 calories. Whoa. Wow. Um, yeah. So when I do these events, I'll usually keep my, my Garmin on just on uh, like an activity. So I, I'll monitor my heart rate and everything throughout that whole cycle. And it's, yeah, it's usually about 35,000 calories when I'm all said and done with the weekend, 17,000 calories a day. <laughs> But you can't you can't have, actually eat that. Right. You know? I was like, I don't think you can even eat that. <laughs> no. Surprisingly, <laughs> my diet, like I don't I don't really binge eat or I don't consume any any more than I normally would on a on a normal day, other than the fluids. I'll push the fluids a little harder. Mm -hmm. But as far as eating, uh, you know, it's just kind of the same stuff. I try to keep it with natural sugars and just yogurt, lots of yogurt, and peanut butter, some plain bread, you know, stay away from certain lunch meats, but Cut, yeah. uh, probably sodium type deals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I try to, I mean, naturally I'm always watching my sodium intake. I don't know why, because a lot of people say it's good for you, but mm -hmm. another ways I've felt that it, it kind of makes me feel not so good, you know? like bloated or yeah. puffy the next day. It just doesn't make me perform as, as good as it does without it. So, you know, I try to, I try to monitor all that the best I can with, with how I feel. If I feel dizzy or dehydrated, I will actually consume something with a lot of salt, mm -hmm. maybe some soup or stuff like that. But So, so it sounds like you're, you're, you're super in tune to your body. So it's not like you're walking into this Fondo, you know, without 
knowing your body really well and having a background of, all right, I've done this before. I know what to expect from my body. Oh yeah. I, I know my, I know my limits and I'm always like looking out for how I feel, even my, my muscles and stuff. I'll, you know, if my knee is starting to act up a little bit, I'll back off. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes on day two, it's like, you, you really have to watch how you start and stop when you, when you're pedaling, you know, like if you're starting to stand up and it's day two, you really got to be careful and, and lean into it. And you don't want to just like jerk your legs. Cause that's, it's just a high risk factor of, you know, pulling a muscle or right, yeah. you know, doing something with your ACL, which I've done all of those. So it's, it's learning from your mistakes for sure. Listening to your body and just doing the best you can with what you got. Right. That's, that's so, what it is. So if I'm hearing you right, a Fondo, a uh, Pelo Fondo oh. is, um, is it 48 hours? Is it a Saturday and a Sunday? Yeah, it's 48 hours. And then um, when you did, so you literally rode it 625 miles, right? Yes. So in a 48 hour period, how many hours were you on the bike? Uh, I believe it was 28. Oh, wow. 28 riding time. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, you said you didn't start that weekend saying, I want to do 625 miles. So once you were done, like, what's, how do you recover from that? (laughs) You mean once I was done Saturday or Sunday night? Yeah. So let's say you go to work, um, Let's say you go to work Tuesday, right? So you've given your body a day off. No, no, I was at work on Monday. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you finish this, you maybe sleep a little bit, you get up the next day and you go to work? Yeah. Well, I do. I know a lot of people do take Monday off, just like if they they ran a marathon or something like that, they usually take a day to recover. But I just, I don't know why. I just never feel the need. I needed that. Um, so, and I, I do try to finish on Sunday, you know, I don't, I don't go all the way till midnight. Right. Um, so I'll try to be done by like seven to 10 ish, you know, at night, but yeah, it is, it's always, Mondays are always hard going to work. You're just like a zombie, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. you can't think straight. You're trying to put words together and it's like, but everyone who knows me knows, what I do. So they just kind of laugh it off and yeah, you know, and you but, did, when did you do this? Um, this first one, uh, the 625, I think it was in October of, of 2022. Okay. So October of 2022, you spent 28 hours and you rode your bike 625 miles. Do you think you'll ever do that again? I well, I I didn't do six twenty five, but just this weekend I did six hundred and six. Just this weekend? Yeah. So same just, sort of thing. Uh, it was another Pelofondo? Last night at eight o'clock I I just finished. Yeah. Whoa. Six hundred and six miles. Oh my gosh. This I this is amazing, Jonathan. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so that this time it took me twenty six hours and uh Again, I clipped, did the same thing. I uh, Friday night, or if you want to call it Saturday at midnight, I clipped in, 
And I did the same thing. I like, I'm just like, I'm just gonna clip in at midnight and and see how far I go, and I'll I'll assess it from there on Saturday, you know, what I got and and where I feel I can what I what I feel I can handle. Right. So. So um, I let's see how to answer this how to ask this question, but. My experience on an indoor trainer, you know, the rides are different than being outside. And I'm, you know, I'm probably more talking about the weather, the elements, you know, all of that. Do you think that you could ride that mileage outside in the same amount of time? Only if it was all downhill. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you brought that up because I was just talking to some colleagues about that. And they didn't even bring it up, but I told them, I'm like, you know, I know for a fact that there is no way I could ride 600 and what 600 miles period in the time frame I did on an outdoor bike. There's just no way. Yeah. Because you have, you know, first of all, you you have to be alert and you have to be aware of your surroundings, which is mentally challenging. Right. You have to support yourself and balance yourself on the bike, which takes a little bit more core work than sitting on a stationary bike. And then you have your, yeah, your, your elements of wind, Mm -hmm. cold, sun, you know, beating down on you. Uh, It's just a lot of elements mixed together. And I'm like, you know, I do the raw ride, which is 225 miles in one day. And that is sometimes that is my limit. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't, I don't know if I, you know, if I could clip, clip in and do that again the next day, like if I were to have to turn around and go back. Yeah. And do the same thing. I again. don't know. I mean, maybe on a really good day. And like I said, if the wind was on my back the whole time, possibly, but yeah, it's just when you're on a stationary bike, the thing, you know, it allows you to relax. Um, there's a lot of times when I'm sitting there hours and hours on the bike, like, you know, I'll spend time just closing my eyes Mm -hmm. or I'll be standing up pedaling a lot. So like, I'm kind of like in the elliptical motion and I'll just be kind of, you know, closing my eyes and just focusing on, on my strides and, you know, my weight distribution and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. on an outdoor bike, there's, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. There's just, too many things going on. Yeah, there's so. the the stress level alone is so much different like you just mentioned, you know, being able to you don't have to worry about balancing that much and you can mm-hmm. jump off the bike and run to the restroom if you need to or go grab a banana like it's just Yeah. There's a lot of comforts. Yeah, and that's another thing like I ride like I told you before, I I do ride outside almost every day. Mm-hmm. I try to even after I'm done riding on the Peloton. So my morning will consist of, I'll ride the Peloton for 45 minutes, then I'll jump off and I'll jump on my road bike and I'll ride to work. And yeah, so I'm very, I have a very good like grasp of the difference between stationary bike and a road bike. And I know if I do the same exact ride on on each bike, just naturally my heart rate is going to be, it's, typically about 15% higher just on a, on a outdoors. Bike. Oh yeah. Yep. Because you just, you have to, you know, hold on to the handlebars. You, you know, you gotta be alert. You gotta be aware. You, your, your guard is up. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just it just takes more energy to to ride outside. Amazing. I'm I'm amazed that you have the energy to do both, and you probably um, actually I did I uh, read or listened to another podcast that you did where you're on your feet all day at work as well. Yeah. Yep. I I average twelve to twenty thousand steps around that on average. So of walking or of being on yeah, your feet? Just, yep. Just yeah. Just walking around at work and yeah, I, I work kinda like in a not a factory, but it's like the job shop, CNC job shop. So I'm constantly walking around and mm-hmm. bending over. It keeps me in shape. Yeah. But and That's I did part of the endurance, yeah. I did take a peek at your Strava account, which uh, is public. We'll let everybody know if they want to keep their eye on you. But here we are, um, coming up towards the end of April 2023, and you're almost at 6,000 miles already. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. in a good way. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I try to do as much as I can, you know. Any moment I have, I try to be outside. Yeah. Like you're, you know, you're from Iowa, so it's the winters are long, cold, days get short. So once it starts, the sun's coming out, like we had summer maybe a week ago. Now it's back to winter. Yeah, but, for like a day. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I'll be on the bike, you know, moving around, taking walks. I, I'll do light jogs and stuff like that. So, and I try to record everything. It's all on Strava. You know, yeah, you're an open book yep. as far as uh, your fitness goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess you know part of that too is, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier, knowing your body. But do you have any, um, you know, I don't know if there's people out there that think that they can bike 28 hours in a weekend or do over 600 miles or even do raw. But for you know maybe just people in general, do you have any like nutrition or hydration tips that you could pass along for people who are into endurance or want to get into endurance? Yeah. The easiest thing to do, I think, my opinion is to, if you want to go endurance, is you, you keep your caffeine levels at a moderate level. Like, so don't be tapping into the energy drinks, the monsters, the Red Bulls, whatnot, because mm-hmm. that just, makes your body a roller coaster you want to have a clean diet and good sleep of course so you want you know rest good diet hydration and then you want to just ease into it you don't want to just say you know like you you keep bringing it up like oh, i'm just gonna go ride 100 miles today and i haven't ridden a bike in five years oh yeah it's, just, it's not gonna happen right. you know you gotta build the last you know the you got to build your muscles up and you got to let your body know what you're going to do before you put, you know, before your big plan, Mm -hmm. you know, so you got to like, if you're going to run a marathon, you got to start with a walk first and then introduce to a jog. And then, you know, it just takes time. You just can't, you just can't jump into things like, unless if you're 16 years old, you know, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> most of us, most of us, it's, it's like, you got to break yourself into it. Yeah. You, know, you gotta, you gotta adapt. You can't just jump in and swim, you know? And now, yeah. okay. So now that you've done over 600 miles, uh, well, twice that you've mentioned, I don't know if you've done more, are you going to try and beat that 625 or are you going to just kind of let it happen uh, naturally? If I do, it's just, 
I like the way I, I, I like the way I approach it. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. Um, if I, you know, if I tell myself I'm going to make, I'm going to ride 600 miles this weekend, you know what? It's just, it raises the stress level already, mm-hmm. you know, so already into that weekend. Now I'm already stressed because I have a quota I have to meet or, you know, I'm expected to do this and it's just, it's already starting to become harder. Right. You know what I mean? Versus just like, you know what? It's weather is kind of crappy. I'm just going to see what happens. Am I going to do another 600 miles? I, I don't know. It's very hard. Uh, physically it's, it's challenging, but it's also very challenging mentally. You have to be, you have to want to do it. Right. You know, you have to want to, because 12 hours. Okay. Yeah. You could probably handle 12 hours, but you know, when you're by yourself and it's going on hour 18 and you're hungry and you're full of sweat and you got rashes and just <laughs> things aren't going well. <laughs> and if you don't want to be there, I guarantee your psyche is just going to be like, nope, yeah. I'm checking out. Yeah. And usually your brain overrides what you're physically oh, yeah. capable of doing. Yep. And to be yep. honest, I don't know that I could ride 12 hours. Like that is a long time. I'm trying to think if I've, I guess I've done a three hour Zwift ride and that was like, you know, I changed my kit a couple times. I got mm-hmm. up and walked around. And I think I was probably still a mess for a couple of days after. So <laughs> I'm like, kudos to you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, that's why I, I, I call them blocks. You know, I look at it as a, as a block. So, you know, for every, every block, it doesn't matter whatever you set it to. It can be 70 miles, 50 miles, but... You just kind of set it and say, okay, I'm just going to get through block one. Yeah. And you get through block one and then you kind of, re- I, I look at it as a reward. I'll reward myself and I'll have, you know, I'll have a nice meal or something like that. And then I'll go on to block two and mm-hmm. just, you know, just keep plugging away at it. And then eventually, like I said, it, it makes a big difference when you don't have a, a set goal. At right. The end. Right. So if you're just like, if you just eliminate that, I'm going to ride 600 miles and you just eliminate that and say, I'm just going to ride and I, whatever it is when I'm done, that's what it's going to be. That makes a huge difference because mm-hmm. it's, it's just, a, it's more motivating because you're doing it at that time, what you want to do, not, you're not like driving towards what you need to do. It's, it's just a, it's just a better way to approach it, I think. Well, yeah, this, I mean, you're a very motivating person. Um, You can feel it, you know, in your energy. I'm sure people are listening to this, first of all, saying, I don't think I could do this, you know, a long distance endurance ride. But there may have been a time when you thought that and you just take, you know, tiny steps that you've built yourself up to this point. Just this weekend was that time. Mm. Um, I... I clipped in, like I said, I clipped in on, on midnight on Saturday. Day one was pretty good. It was long. I got 300 miles. It was good. So I, I think I went to bed at, I don't know what time it was, not, maybe nine at night. And then I woke up at four. I clipped in on Sunday and I could not hit my power mark 
the where, where I want it to be. Mm. So I have a, I have a goal of a wattage that I I want to have an average wattage of so uh, such and such. Mm -hmm. And I I was not hitting it. And if I I mean I was hitting it, but it was very hard. And no matter what I did, I was just struggling to get there. And I was texting, you know, messaging some of my my colleagues or my friends, and I'm like, I I don't think this is going to happen. Mm. Like this is two hours into Sunday and I am like, it's, it's, it's a different, it's fatigue. You know, it's not like, it's not like I, I'm just exhausted and I can't do it. It's, I have the energy, but my legs are fatigued and oh, I just sure. can't, I can't spin. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can get over 80 RPMs for the life of me. Um, so actually what I did was I said, you know what? I'm going to just reposition my seat. I'm going to push it a little more over the, uh, the axle. So I'm, I'm, you know, directly over and I'm going to lower it a little bit, use a little bit of a geometry change in my legs mm -hmm. and try to use different muscle groups. And just that doing that was enough to get me to hold my wattage. And then, uh, like I said, my, my cadence wasn't there. I couldn't go over 80. So I would say more than half that day, I was pretty much standing up in like, in the, wow. I was using it like an elliptical and I was, my resistance was high. My cadence, I believe on average was like 55, 60. Mm. And I was just kind of just stomping away just hour after hour, just, just like on a climb ride, but I did it. Yeah. I was going to say, and you, and you did it. Yeah. I just, like I said, I just took it each ride at a time. And you, that's what I, that's another thing I like about the Peloton is these classes. So you can just hit, just ride and just set a timer and ride, mm -hmm. but having the lot, having the classes and these aren't live classes, some of them are, but I'll just say, Oh, you know what? I'm going to do a 90 minute block and I'll set up 90 minutes. I'll take this 90 minute class. And it's just kind of like a, it's, it's a mini goal. You know, you're, you're giving yourself like a little goal and it's only 90 minutes. I hit this and I'm going to see where I feel after that ride. Mm -hmm. And then that 90 minutes gets through and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to do maybe just another 30 minute ride. See how I feel. And it's kind and of probably a little bit of a distraction too, where you're like, oh, is. I'm interacting, you know, even if it's a recording, you're still interacting with the, um, the bike. Yeah. They're like little check, like waypoints. You know, hmm. it's exactly what it is. Like a, it's like a waypoint. So as you're following the map to your goal, you're like, okay, I'm going to just go to this waypoint here and I'm going to get there. And then I'm going to just, and, and obviously the shorter the class gets, the busier your mind gets because hmm. you can do five minute classes and there's challenges out there that are like, you have to do a five minute class and a 10 minute and another five and a 10 and a 15 and a 20 and a five and it's like, you need a spreadsheet right. to like figure this stuff out. Right. So you end up being more mentally stressed than you are physically because you're like, oh my God, what, what am I even doing? You yeah, know? Like yeah. I'm, I'm chasing these, these graphs around and I'm, I don't even know what I'm, what I'm doing anymore. So, <laughs> and then before you know it, you got six hours done and you're like, wow, I didn't, that didn't feel like six hours. Wow. But, and then you go to work on Monday and say, yeah, I just uh, biked 600 miles on my Peloton this weekend. Yeah. Well, that's kind of becoming a common question for me. Everyone, 
when they see me Monday, they're like, oh, how many miles did you bike this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to share with the listeners um, maybe your Peloton account um, name and I'm assuming Strava as well? Yeah. So my Peloton hashtag is Bumpski. So B-U-M-P-S-K-I. And a lot of people ask me what Bumpski is. Yeah. And, you know, when I signed up for Peloton in the beginning, I changed names a few times. Like, you know, obviously my name, Jonathan, and uh, it's kind of boring. And then, you know, just washed it around a little bit. And then Bumpski kind of stuck. And Bumpski comes from when I was younger in high school, I used to go to a hill, a ski hill, like that was really close by. And that's all we skied were moguls mm. bumps because the hill was only 260 vertical feet. So oh, Midwest, there wasn't Midwest much, hill. <laughs> yeah. There's not much you can do. It's either you're going to ski bumps or you're going to do the half pipe or the terrain park. And, you know, I skied the bumps. So I picked up the nickname Bumpski. Everyone would call me Bumpski and, and it just kind of stuck with me. So I brought it back when I signed up to Peloton because it's a sport and, it kind of clicked. I'm like, I okay. love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then my Strava account is John, my name, Jonathan Olson with the hashtag Bumpski at the end. Just so I kind of linked those two accounts together. Yeah. And, and I, um, yeah, definitely. Um, people who are into Peloton should, you know, check you out and see your stats or follow you along or ride with you or whatever it is that they can do on Peloton. Yeah. High five each other. And it's, great community you know i try to remember everybody but there's a lot of folks on on strava and peloton you know it's just it's a but it's it doesn't matter you know who you are it's when you're riding at the moment and just like the last night you know i'm i'm i collaborate with this group on peloton and you know the last two hours of my night was pretty emotional because you know, you're just, you're pretty exhausted. Mm-hmm. You're, you want to be done. You, you know, you're, you're almost there, but not quite. And then all of a sudden you just get flooded with all these high fives and these people just, you know, just cheering you supporting on. You. Yeah. yeah. And they'll even change, like they have a, you can put like little hashtags underneath your name tag and, uh, you know, people will put like, you know, keep going Bumpski, you know, we support you biggest yeah. fan, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's just really emotional. Of course, it's more intense because I'm I'm going on hour twenty six, and it's like okay. Right. <laughs> and I think I had uh, I think I had the new Top Gun movie on at that time, and it was just ending, so it was just like super intense. Yeah, you know? but it was pretty cool. Wow. It's a, well, it's I I am so appreciative that you came on the podcast to kind of tell your story, and um, you know, I'm assuming maybe you can answer real quick that you probably ride your bike every day, whether it's indoor or outdoor. I do. I do. I have to have that, that blue check mark. Oh yeah. And yeah. And even if I travel, I mean, I'm not crazy enough to actually, I've seen some people like bring their Peloton with them. But, oh boy. You know, I do, I do question the hotel plate, you know, the hotels, if they have a Peloton if they have an exercise room, you know, stuff like that. But now, you know, that Peloton offers like the on-demand feature, like on your phone. Mm -hmm. And now you can even, like, if you go for a walk, you can turn it on and it'll, it'll track you and your heart rate and all that stuff. So, 
now it's kind of like you're unleashed from the bike. You can kind of do things other yeah. than just the bike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every day I gotta, I gotta do something, you know, either it's core or a walk or clip in and ride, but I try to ride every day for sure. Wow. Well, and, yeah. Hopefully you are, um, I know you've motivated me, but motivating people out there that are listening to know that, um, you got to start somewhere you, know, you don't have to yeah. do 600 miles on your first, uh, Peloton ride or your first bike ride of the season, but you got to start somewhere. Yep. I certainly didn't. I mean, I, I was supposed to do a century ride when I first started and I could not finish it. It was, I, I think I tapped out at 75 miles mm. and, uh, and then, you know, from there, I just did another one and another one. And eventually now I'm, I'm just up to 600 miles, yeah. but even still, even still, I, on on bad day or not bad days, but not every weekend I can do 600 miles just right. because I'm, I'm here now next weekend. I guarantee you, if I tried it again, I would not be able to do 600 miles Yeah, because I'm already fatigued from, you know, this weekend. So yeah. you got to listen to your body. You got to just take it day by day and uh, take care of yourself most importantly, and then you'll get there, you know? Definitely. Wow. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And uh, we're going to, we'll be cheering you on from afar um, to see maybe your next 600 miler or even your next 10 miler. (laughs) Thank you, Kathy. (laughs) You bet. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology and visit both my Facebook and Instagram pages for daily entertainment. I have more great episodes in the pipeline, so I hope you continue to be a Morphology Podcast listener. (laughs) 